Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. As always, I'm your host Budge and I'm joined by my faithful co-conspirators Dot and Dej. How are we gentlemen? I'm good Budge man, how are you? Bro? Brilliant stuff man, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. It's been, a, it's been a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all of our uh, female listeners that are mothers. Um, uh, on, on the pod we want to you know, wish you a happy Mother's Day and, and to all of your, your your mothers as well man how's it going Dej? yeah I'm good man the clocks have gone forward now it's more light mm. the weather's getting towards summer so yeah, everything's that's it. all good man I'm enjoying it positive vibes that's it that's it 100% man love that love that so listeners we have a very interesting uh, episode for you as always we're going to be discussing uh, a, a number of different topics um, so we, we hope you enjoy the content now, I want to quickly shout out all the, you know, interactions on Twitter. Yes, yes, of course. You know, I love interacting with you guys, so let's grow this channel together. Obviously, there's been, um, you know, we've garnered a lot of engagement over the previous week on, on Twitter, and I just want to say thank you to, to all the people that were involved. Yeah, in Doc, Doc, the team have been called retards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Interaction is good, and, and to be honest, I know it's all some love. people are just angry on that man, but you know it's all love. It's, it's all, all love. love. Yeah. It's all love. Yeah, absolutely. Love and peace. We love the love. We love the hate either way, man. You know what I mean? It's, as long as it's bringing attention to the channel, you know that, that that's that's all we care about. Obviously, Definitely. what it was is that I, I um, had a tweet where I was saying that there was a little, you know, a little um, picture doing the rounds of like mm. if you had to drop one of these players, who would it be? And it was like Ronaldinho. Um, mm. R9 CR7 and Messi mm. and I was like Ronaldo has to go mm. but in terms of like GOAT status I put Ronaldo second because he's he's done it for the longest yeah. he had the most yeah. longevity and then before you knew it my phone was just vibing <laughs> 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 for two years I said you don't know what CR7 
Simmons at Barcelona. I was like, you know what? I just switched off my phone. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just, it's all love. Yeah, it's all love, man. Do you know what? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to shamelessly plug the Twitter. <laughs> Regardless, look, we, 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 we still have our objective, man. We're still aiming to grow and, 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 and expand the platform and the channel, man. So if you're not already... Make sure you follow up um, at podcast underscore TBG so you can see all of these things. You can see the hate mail if you want to see it. You can see people getting onto us, calling us retards and all the rest of it. If you need something to entertain yourself at work on an afternoon, then you're more than welcome to, to, to follow uh, ever, man. But let's let's continue to, to move in the, in the right direction and, and, and grow the podcast. Please help us to do that, man. Now, I want us to start off with uh, a fixture which is very, very fresh in the mind. It was a big fixture um, and, and, and certainly one which, um, as we always say, changes the landscape of the top four. Um, and that, that was the result between Liverpool and Spurs. Obviously, um, Liverpool winning 2-1 um, at home to Spurs. Um, and I just guess, I, I, as always, I just want to hear your general thoughts on the game. It must, it, it was a close and, uh, and tight one. And ultimately, it was the mistake of, um, uh, Alderweireld, which cost, um, from Alderweireld, really? I think it was Lloris. Lloris. It was a bit of both. It was a yeah, bit of, yeah, a bit of, a bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly that. Yeah. Which, which ultimately, um, you know, lost, uh, uh, sorry, lost Spurs the game. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on the game generally, guys? How how, how do you feel about it? <sighs> I've, I've almost, <laughs> I've literally just caught my breath now. Yeah, um, it was an intriguing game. Um, I think you know Liverpool started off well. Um, Liverpool were getting a lot of joy on the flanks. Um, mm. I said it um, last week that Liverpool's their strength. People are saying that they lack creativity. They're missing that so-called number ten, but. I said it that Liverpool through the flanks are so creative that it kind of you know um, fills in that gap that mm. they're missing in that creativity in mm-hmm. the middle of the park and we saw it again today in the first 30 minutes um, Robertson was a forward in Trippier's um, mm. you know Trippier mm-hmm. was, he, was, he was struggling physically <laughs> um, Trent Arnold was also getting forward on the other side and Liverpool what they've done um in the early stages of the game, they were like, you know what, we're just going to get as wide, quick as possible. Mm, mm-hmm. So literally, Henderson will get the ball and they'll be like, okay, what switches on? Is it Arnold on or is it Robertson? Mm. And they were just, you know, playing one, two lane cups and just, you know, causing destruction, especially mm. on the left flank mm. with Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal um, was a, you know, it was a well-worked goal. Um, Robertson with a nice dink assist oh, to Firmino. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to be fair, I don't think it was the greatest header from Firmino. Central, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks central. I think Lloris, mm-hmm. again, there's question marks behind him. But mm-hmm. And then Liverpool kind of lost their way after 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I rate Spurs. I think they're a good oh, team. Yeah. yeah. And they always have spells in the game where they're going to up their ante and, mm-hmm. you know, start dominating a certain phase of the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, although I think Ericsson was poor today, mm-hmm. he started picking up these little gaps in the midfield. Yeah. Um, Lucas Moura, I think, was the best player on the pitch. I was shocked to see him starting, but okay. he put in a... a and that, it, that's for both clubs, not just Spurs. You reckon he was definitely the... Yeah, the, I would the, say so. I think... Generally, the quality in the game was lacking, to be fair. The thing mm. is, sometimes with big games, it's not about the quality in the game. Sometimes it's, it's the quality in tactics. 
Mm. You saw Pochettino, he was changing it up. Yeah. How is Klopp going to react to that? You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. It's not just about on the pitch, you've got world-class players and, and the quality was poor, but the game tactically was to a high standard. Mm. You think so? I think. I think so because I think the internationals had something to do with it. When you look yeah, at players for like two weeks, you saw it across the board in the mm. Premier League that like, mm. there was quality lacking. Yeah, but I don't. The big games are won on fine lines. Mm. That's that's how a big game should be. Like it should be tactical. Mm. Yeah, from a quality perspective, I wasn't really a fan of the game mm-hmm. to be honest. And it wasn't it wasn't really nice passing. It was more uh, loose no, possession. And I think towards the end, mm. Tottenham ripped open Liverpool a couple of times. In in my opinion, Tottenham should have won that game. Yeah, but they're a better side in the second you, half. You got to look at it like this. There's phases in games. You're not gonna come to Amps try and play Liverpool off the park mm. straight away. You mm. need to build you know your clout in the game so Tottenham once they got settled they started taking it to Liverpool and to be fair as I said as I've been saying all season that midfield trio for Liverpool shouldn't be starting together of mm-hmm. course I mean in the Champions League final we thought that was going to be the last time we've seen that midfield trio play together and Klopp's persisted with it and he keeps playing I mean Fabinho's got every right to be disgruntled and not starting mm-hmm. I mean when I saw that starting eleven, the midfield trio a message Dot. I said it's clock punch drunk <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking why are you playing this midfield trio yeah. does it show that he doesn't trust Fabinho I know Keita's out of form but Fabinho has to be playing mm-hmm. he's been a figurehead in that midfield mm-hmm. so why was left on the bench I mean when he came on we saw the difference that he made mm. immediately he came on he played a forward ball he was getting yeah. stuck into crunching mm-hmm. challenges stamping his authority mm-hmm. I mean Milner and Henderson they need to be a thing of the past I mean, they'll hold off after like 70 odd minutes, and rightly so, because mm-hmm. they didn't leave an impression in the yeah. game. They're yeah. two weaklings. Mm-hmm. And I call that midfield the Brexit midfield. Mm. But. I mean, <laughs> still, I mean, sorry to steal Sam's phrase from last week, but they're just a pair of um, basic barriers. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, um, fair enough. Fair enough. The, mm. Just to go back into the game. Um, there was a turning point. I knew that free kick, I saw that a quick free kick was on straight away. Mm-hmm. And Henderson, as the captain, you should be nipping that situation in the bud. Mm-hmm. It's the dark arts of the game. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. Stop, it off. Yeah. stop Kane from... He was right there. And yeah. let Kane take the free kick. Stop it. Get mm-hmm. a yellow card. Mm-hmm. Tottenham now get their goal. Brilliant goal, to be fair. Lovely ball from Kane. Mm-hmm. He had a poor game, but... Yeah, he's got that. He's yeah, got that moment that's what yeah, yeah. He can do that. Yeah, yeah. That. Minutes poor, one moment of brilliance. And that's it. Yeah, of course. So yeah, then it went one one, and then I was like, you know what? I think I even messaged Dej. I was like, Dej, I just want Tottenham to put us out of our misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want yeah, yeah, to yeah. draw. So if we're gonna lose, just just lose it, so I know this title was done. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, there was a moment where Van Dijk was backpedaling. Sissoko was running through on goal yeah. so Van Dijk was in the middle so he was the coolest man in the stadium because me as a fan I was panicking yeah. like, oh we're going to throw it away mm-hmm. so I think he made the judgement call in his brain he was thinking okay Sissoko's on the ball we've got um, Human Son very dangerous yeah. Sissoko just made a long dashing run through is he going to muster up the energy to shoot because I guarantee you if that was Harry Kane booming in on goal Van Dijk would have had to be taking abrasive action yeah. to cut across and not let Kane shoot. But the way it transpired, it was a great defending. Some people say, no, oh, Sissoko, no, but- he should have finished, he should have scored. But mm. I think, as Gary Neville said, that look at that, any young centre-half on the come-up, 
Luke and Virgil van Dijk it was so cool yeah. composed he was always yeah. in control of that situation mm. he didn't get flustered how many times have we seen centre-backs oh, panic yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. let me just make a rash decision let me try and play offside yeah. or let me try and yeah. foul the player mm-hmm. and he was just so mentally his equilibrium was perfect yeah, yeah. that was just top quality centre-back playing it was around that time where we were thinking, you know what, tell them we're going to win this, you know what, let's go gung-ho, we've gone on gung-ho, yeah. we've lost the game, but, oh, just gaps. yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what I would say, going back to the, um, what Dej was talking about, yeah. I, I wasn't nervous, because I was like, you know what, if I had to pick any centre-back in the world to be in this position, you pick it's him. Van Dijk, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was saying to Dej after the game that, like it's not a term we use much in football but it's called playing the percentages mm-hmm. it's a tennis term mm-hmm. and what that means is that you know what play the 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 most likely thing to yeah. happen so when Sissoko was gaping through I was thinking hold on he's just ran the whole pitch mm-hmm. Van Dijk is so smart he's probably noticed that he's run from one end of the pitch to the other then he was like you know what let me let him run he's going on to his weaker foot and then the other option was, is he capable of threading this slide draw pass mm. when I'm covering um, Son on the overlap? He played that percentage again. Mm-hmm. So that's two things he's done right. Yeah. Thirdly, he's thinking, hmm, Sosoko, he's on his weaker foot. Mm. You get what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Do I trust him to finish this? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. And mm. what does he do? He makes a last gasp effort to put Sosoko mm. off that shot. He never. He knew he was never touching that ball, mm. but just his presence to do that makes the circle balloon it over. Mm. Yeah, but to be fair, to look at it from the other perspective as well, that was an awful, awful finish. Yeah, but like, from he, that angle, you've got to make the keeper work. Yeah, but then yeah. you've got to realise that if Van Dijk, if that was another player, he's not going to approach that situation like that. He mm. knew he's probably going to miss that chance mm. because he's not a goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's not his job in the team. His job is to be running from box to box. Yeah, yeah. Saw yeah. that moments earlier quick one-twos, breaking the lines, running Mm. past Liverpool central midfielders. And he made a few openings and towards the end, Tottenham, let me make it clear here, Tottenham deserved to win that game. Mm -hmm. But this is the squeaky bum time. You know, Mm. it's all about the results. 100%. No one really cares about the performances. And Liverpool won the game. I I wouldn't say they deserved to win that game. I would say they deserved to get a point. I don't think they Mm. had, wow, how did they miss that? Other than the Sissoko chance, which... Liverpool have the best defender in the world. That's what he's paid to do, to, mm. to knit those situations in the bud. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had chances like, wow, how did they not score that? You get what I'm yeah, trying to say? When I say they deserve to win, the second half, that was their half. Of course, the first of course. half was fragmented. Mm. It was a bit 50-50. Liverpool, in the oh. first five, ten minutes, Tottenham controlled it. They were comfortable. Yeah, but they were the first five, five mm. minutes, that game could have been over and done with. Mane had a chance where he was celebrating before. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. Game. Just, just post, <laughs> past the post. Yeah. Salah had that opportunity when it was beaming down the yes. ball. Play it through to mind it'll be more decisive yeah, but what does he do he just shoots and mm. doesn't do anything so but mm. generally it was as I said the game was lacking quality mm. I put that down to you might call it tactics but I call it the international break as well mm-hmm. players jetting off all over the yeah. world playing in different systems coming back I think we saw the remnants of that yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what this is the point in the season where you just need to get the wins get the wins get the wins then we can talk about the performances later on. Okay. Also, what I will say is I think Klopp needs to also, I think he's doing his team a bit of a disservice. Playing that midfield trio, I think it's the safe option. Mm-hmm. You know, if Liverpool drop points today, I think 
Klopp would have been, you know, banging his head against the wall. Because mm. if you're going to go out of a title race, play an attacking, give your team, go for it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That yeah. to me, you know, stability, <laughs> safe, plug, gap. Safe option, yeah. And go and for That's yeah. the thing with Klopp. Right now, he's too conservative. I know we won the game and then over the moon, but... Really too conservative. Like, if Klopp's conservative, Pep's labour, bro. <laughs> 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 is, um, that you like you got to understand the situation of the game. Mm. You're in control of the game at one 0 I was calling for a sub. Backstage at one 0 I was like, change it because mm. you can see what's happening in the yeah. game. You need to be proactive, not yeah. reacting. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, imagine. Klopp at 1-0 said, you know what, I'm going to throw on Shaqiri. Pochettino has a headache. He's mm. thinking, oh, we're mm. losing this game. Now Shaqiri's coming on. This is another problem to deal with. Yeah. How do I tactically adjust to, to, to make this situation in the bar? You get mm. what I'm trying to say? Mm. It now goes 1-1 and you're still waiting. You're, you're still mm. trusting your eleven to do the business. But you need to trust your team. And this is my only concern with Klopp, that he's not trusting his squad. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. Shaqiri won won the game against Man United and after that he's been in prison to be fair from a Spurs perspective as well I thought some of the coaching from Pochettino was excellent mm. you noticed that they had a problem with Trippier then he dropped players into midfield to sit on Trippier's toe to mm. offer some protection so I think these were the little intricacies mm-hmm. that we were noticing or people well, that's people the tactics were, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Played yeah. good tactics mm. I was impressed but I mean, Spurs, again, they show their flaky side. That's why people call them the bridesmaids. Yeah. <laughs> they showed it again today. I, I mean, don't that know. second goal was Hugo Lloris. I think he's been past it for like, the past three years or so. Mm. I mean, especially <laughs> after that drink driving job. I mean, he's it, seems he's, it seems he's drinking on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Liverpool get out of from two goalkeeper mistakes this season. I think mm. if you remember at Wembley as well, um, Michel Vaughan was treating the ball and squirmed through his hands and again gave them a gift so I mean Liverpool it's almost like when they're attacking that cop end it's like the chanting and the atmosphere swallows mm. the ball into the net we saw it before the pitch we saw it today and I mean we shall not be moved <laughs> no but just just finally to end up it's mm. going to be intriguing to see how this title race is going to pan out because the power dynamic is always changing with Liverpool winning and going back on top. Yeah, to yeah. Back on Man City. Definitely. But I can't wait to see how it's going to So this is the thing. As Dej would like to say, Liverpool fans are going to be going to sleep tonight at the summit of the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so in terms of the, the landscape of the top four now, you've obviously got Liverpool who are currently at, 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 at the top of the table. Um, but City have a game in hand. Mm. I, as far as I'm aware, the game in hand is against United. Yeah. So that's that's away. that's a, a, a way. Mm. So that is a very 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 interesting tie. Um, but also in terms of the the top, the rest of the top four. So you've obviously got Chelsea, um, Arsenal, Spurs, and and United. And I think only one point separates all four clubs. Mm. Now Arsenal are playing tomorrow, and if they win, they go third. Wow! Right. So it it. It is honestly like the, 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 as we always say, the landscape really, really is changing. Um, and I guess sort of what what I want to sort of understand is, how, you know, what are your thoughts on the, you know, the rest of 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 the top four? Um, I know this is a question that we ask 
so frequently, but it's because it so often changes. Um, and there are different dynamics and things that happen that make us see things in a different light. At one point, um, the momentum was, was, was shifting in favor of United and they just seemed like they were gonna, they, they, you know, they, they were gonna pip everyone to the post. Um, it, it seemed as though, um, Spurs were completely safe and it was just, you know, the rest of the team's fighting for, 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 for one spot. Um, but has that changed now? Um, and, and, and who do you guys feel, uh, are gonna be the other two teams to, to, to finish in the, in the top four with, with the way things, uh, stand currently? If I was to nail my colours to the mark, <laughs> I would say that's gonna be, Arsenal and Manchester United. Okay. I think obviously today we saw with. I just want to touch on City's result as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're you know firm fixture in the title race. Mm-hmm. They had a comfortable two 0 win against um, Fulham. Yeah. I mean after ten fifteen minutes you could have been forgiven for thinking this was going to be five six seven yeah, no yeah, because yeah. it was so one sided. Fulham kept playing themselves into trouble. <laughs> I mean all for the goals. The, I mean, what are they thinking? <laughs> they want to know why Fulham will be playing championship football next season. Watch the first 20, 25. Honestly. Watch their last two games. Yeah. Honestly. They against Liverpool. Watch the game against Yeah. It's just a gift that just keeps giving. Look, I mean, a team full of... <laughs> <laughs> this is a weekly thing for that. They're very charitable. I yeah. <laughs> I think... We've seen a development in this Man City team. I think last mm. season they would have went for the third, went for the fourth, went for the fifth. But they said, you know what, 2-0, game done. We've mm. got big games coming up. Let's yeah. conserve some energy. They took Aguero off after 56 minutes, yeah, I think. I think he felt something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. seemed, yeah, seemed like he was limping a bit. Yeah, yeah. didn't want to risk anything. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want to risk. Yeah. Yeah, but good win from Man City. Complete mm. control. You know, Pep Guardiola's he keeps demanding from his players to reach another level and they mm. keep responding. And I just want to say, as a Liverpool fan, if, if Liverpool don't win this Premier League, let's give full credit to this Man City team. And for me, they'll go down as the best team the Premier League has ever seen. After winning mm. two Premier League titles back I'm going to say that. And, and the reason why I'm going to say that is because I think their season's going under the radar. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Liverpool have been so good, mm. people... Like you got to re- realize that what Man City are doing is staggering. The numbers they're putting up is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're on course to get ninety five points plus again. Mm-hmm. No team has done this in Premier League mm-hmm. history. They're mm-hmm. setting new records, and they're on course to win the quadruple. Fair play. So, they're, so yeah, in the best football we've, we've probably seen and, in, in and Premier just League. A, yeah, just a thing. I want to take full accolades because before the season started, I said. <laughs> this season, this season is going to mirror Serie A last season. Okay. I think there was like an 18 to 21 point gap between second and third. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see that happening. Like two teams just streets and miles yeah, ahead yeah. of the rest. So I think, yeah. No, good call there. United and Arsenal are going to finish uh, and complete the top four. Mm. Who do you guys, Who do you have as, as the other two teams uh, finishing um, the top four? Hold on, I'm just um, looking for a fence. I don't even want to take a pick because I, I keep changing every week. Mm. Like, I just I just don't know anymore. But if I had to go right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Arsenal in there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still gonna put Spurs because I rate them. So I think the two clubs from North London are gonna get the job done. Yeah. That's very very that's a very interesting take on it. It's, uh, literally, it's anyone's. It's who's mm. you can hold it's, the bottle. It's the who way, can hold their nerves. It's the way I'm looking at it. If you look at it, who, who's most likely to lose right now. I'll say Chelsea. Yeah. They can lose any game. But do they have any big fixtures yeah. left? Yeah, they're, they're coming Anfield. Okay, they've got fine. Go, okay. They've got to go Old Trafford. Yes. 
Ooh, they've got bad games. They've got the yeah. hardest running, and and the way Sammy every game it seems like he's fine. Well, for let's show. review yet yeah, today's mm. game. So, yeah. I mean, like mm. again, I mean the Chelsea fans they're pathetic. Um, I heard them, you know, at one 0 they were all chanting, "Get Sarri out, get Sarri out." And mm-hmm. the Cardiff fans were singing, "Keep Sarri in, keep Sarri." <laughs> <laughs> battle of who can make the most noise. Yeah. Again, man, you gotta like you only do that when you're losing two 0 three 0 Yeah, yeah. Support your team to the end. No, but I think that stems from the fact that Sarri came out early in the week and he said, "I'm a manager of Chelsea Football Club, not the fans." Mm-hmm. For me, the fans are part of the football mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. You're meant to create an environment and an ambience between the players and the fans, yeah. one under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he comes out and he starts saying that, I think I think it's poor to be honest. So there's a bit of a discord. Mm-hmm. Seeing home games when Sarri wins the game, he storms off yeah, but into then, the dressing room. So then. I think the fans haven't quite taken to him, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and he hasn't taken to them because yeah. they're not backing him. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Believe in his methods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why should they believe in his I know methods he hasn't when he hasn't turned up any results? He hasn't, he hasn't won anything, anything. But put some faith in the manager. This is mm-hmm. his first year in the job. Give him the support that he needs. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? You can't just be slandering him from yeah, the beginning but how, how and expect him to pull up trees in, a, in an environment that he can't work in. Mm, there's some decisions that he's making that the fans aren't happy with. I mean, I saw Callum Hudson Odoi on the bench. He looked forlorn. He looked like <laughs> he a sad figure yeah. when he knew he wasn't going to come on. Why are you playing him? This is a guy. Yeah, but this, is he, a, this guy's 18. He's mm-hmm. 18 years of age. Why does he have to play right now? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're good enough, you're old enough. And mm-hmm. I think he's good enough. He should be playing. He, he is and good Chelsea enough. fans are fed up of the same substitutions. You okay. know what's going to happen. But they won today. They of won. course they won, but that result doesn't tell the picture of the performance. That performance was poor. I know they won. It's all about results. But the Chelsea fans want to be seen more than that. I know and, it pays off the cracks. And but... they, let's, let's break down the game because they were rather fortunate. I mean, that equalising goal, don't talk to me about VAR. That's just a <laughs> of incompetence. <laughs> That the player, Aspilla Quet, was offside is shocking. Mm. And Neil Warnock was incandescent. He was so <laughs> upset. You can see him shouting at Sarri, shouting at the fourth official, and he had every single right to. I mean, this is a club that's been dealt a very, very bad hand. I mean, the season for me starting to mirror. I remember maybe four to seven years ago, Bolton, mm. when Fabrice Mamba had the cardiac arrest and the season mm. went to tatters. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the same thing this season when um, Emiliano Salah had that unfortunate air accident. And mm. I just feel sorry. Like, they need what? to catch a break. And also, another big thing missing from them is their tower, their giant, Sol Bamba. Mm. He had a nasty, crucial knee injury as well. So all these factors, all these mitigating factors mm-hmm. are going against Cardiff. And they deserve something from this game today because, yes, they're not quality. We know they're not the greatest team in the world. Mm. They're not going to play you in the, off the park. Mm-hmm. But, boy, have they got heart, and they showed it today. Mm. And I thought they deserved something. They did. I they saw did. Neil Warnock after the game, like, with his hands on his side, looking at the officials, as if to say, oh, you cost us. Yeah. Oh, you're proud of your work. <laughs> really, really poor officiating. Because at the end of the day, these are the results, and these are the things that get teams relegated. Mm. And these have wider implications, mm-hmm. you know, on the staff, at Cardiff City people are going to have to lose their jobs because the club's going to have to mm-hmm. downsize mm-hmm. and these are all the factors that these officials need to bear in mind mm. I know you can make mistakes but come on yeah, that was hugely offside so. yeah, it, was uh, a, it was a terrible decision but what I would say is that you know love him or loathe him Neil Warnock what a character for mm-hmm. the Premier League mm-hmm. I mean I'm not I wasn't his biggest fan mm-hmm. but I think 
a Neil Warnock a year ago, he would have completely lost it at mm. the full time whistle. Yeah. He went into the um, changing room and the reports emanating were that he's waiting to calm down before he gives his um, post match press conference. And this is a man that, you know, he's so passionate about mm. football. He says his mind. But I think after that Emiliano Sala incident, I think it's really made it yeah. it's made it yeah. put life into perspective mm-hmm. and you're seeing a different side to Neil Warnock. And, mm-hmm. and you know what, if he keeps his Cardiff team up, give him the manager of the year. Also, what I will say, I, I believe, I know we're going to come on to it later, I think Cardiff will be relegated. And you know what, don't be surprised to see Neil Warnock resign at the end of the season. Say, I think no, pack off, yeah, mm-hmm. pack off with football because this season has been so emotionally yeah. toiling yeah. for yeah. Yeah. I think he might say, you know what, my family is more important. This is just a game. Let me enjoy my the rest of my years with my family because mm-hmm. he's had to go through a lot. But yeah, also, as we are saying about Chelsea, that result didn't paint the picture of the game. Mm. I mean, it was only until Eden Hazard came on that they showed glimpses of what they can do. Mm-hmm. Hazard was trying to be a protagonist, running mm. with the ball, creating openings. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird game, to be honest. Weird game. Also, want to give a shout out to Marcus Alonso. I think he's been listening to the past few episodes of the pod. <laughs> you know, he, he, he got the assist today. He was like, How'd you like that, boys? Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to quickly go. So, before we move on to the next topic, I want to quickly go back to what we've been speaking about rec- um, just, just now with uh, Mauricio Sari um, and the whole discord between him and the fans. So, we look at, um, if we take that example and we, and we put that against, let's say, Oli at um, United, right? He he's obviously got the fans on side, right? Oh, but then, but 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 the issue, the, the the difference being is that he's got history with that club, so it's very easy for the fans to take a liking to him. He was successful whilst he was a player there, mm. so naturally he he he's won them over. Yeah. In in Sarri's position, how do you win the fans over? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. When you come in, you need to resonate with the fans straight away. Mm. You need to get them on side. And that's where Sarri has been found wanting. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. He's that's been... not his character, though. He's yeah, not but... like a boisterous, charismatic, charming character. Mm. Yeah, but from what I understand at Napoli, the fans loved him. Mm. They loved his persona, they loved his character. Mm. And you, show, you saw the Napoli team that he was able to produce. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. But what I would say is that, I, I, personally, I don't think Sarri can turn it round. Yeah, as, I mean, as much as I want him to, it's like he's he's running into a brick wall. Yeah. It's like a wound that you've put a plaster on, and mm-hmm. the plaster keeps coming off. We've given the analogies about you know Sari ball being punctured. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we've been patching up the puncture, but sometimes yeah. we need to get a new ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we need to get a new ball because I don't see this story having longevity. Yeah, I think. After the League Cup final, we thought, you know what, this guy is turning it around, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always going to be mm-hmm. that that moment where like, he loses it again. It's just... Boy, it's like when you buy a defective product, what do you do? You return it. Yeah, return yeah. It, and you get a new one. Mm-hmm. I think it's just not going to be... return Surrey and get a new manager. Mm-hmm. So as far as both of you are concerned, there's nothing that he can do he to like... To, 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 right now, it's based on results. I don't mind. Chelsea probably don't mind playing ugly football if they win every game from now to the end of the season mm-hmm. they will take that and that will allow him to accumulate the clout that he needs in the summer mm-hmm. if they get this transfer ban overturned mm-hmm. to now make signings but if they don't get top four I cannot see him keeping his job unless he wins the Europa League fair play so so I know you said before when we were talking about um, the potential um, 
uh, appointment of, of, of Oli at United that you can't allow things to be based on results only, right? And you have to, um, stick to your, 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 your plan and your, you know, your, and, and, and the idea that you had in mind of, you know, looking and waiting and, 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 and making your judgment afterwards, uh, on, on who you're going to appoint. So it, you know, in, in the event that Sari wins the remaining fixtures for the rest of the season, um and 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 they and they win and they finish in the top four. That means he's beating Liverpool, yeah. of course. Yeah, but another thing, like some of his decision making. I mean, starting your best player on the bench. What's that all about? Mm. Unless he's got a knock or something. I think he's not helping himself. I mean, I've been canvassing opinion from a lot of Chelsea fans, and they're not taken to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't think his style of football is going to win them trophies. And mm. Let's be honest, Chelsea are a juggernaut of winning trophies, and they look as far away as I can remember in recent times. Mm. I mean, they're not getting the results. I mean, they won today, but they're not looking how they usually look solid, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's not. I think Sarri is going to have to leave at the end of the season. And to be honest, he won't be short of offers from Italy as well because mm. apparently Roma are looking at him. Mm. So I think okay. maybe go back home and, you know, set up sticks there. What, so do you think his position is untenable? Yes. Fair play. Okay, whilst we're on the topic of managerial appointments, I'd like to say... Uh, Solskjaer has been appointed as, you know, manager of, of United for the next, uh, for the foreseeable future, the next three years. Um, now I know that we've, we, we've, we've discussed this at length in, in previous episodes as well. And, uh, this is definitely a, a topic that divides opinion on, 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 on the, on the pod. What are your thoughts on the appointment? Let's start with you. Dej. <laughs> I've been a massive, massive advocate of OGS getting the job. I think ever since he's come in, he's united a club that was mm-hmm. left in ruins by Jose Mourinho. I mean, this appointment was universally applauded. I mean, I think OG has sent Antonio Valencia to Ecuador and even he was tweeting saying, what an appointment. Mm-hmm. So that shows what type of character Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dot's argument was, oh, he can't go off results. Mm-hmm. But I think the top brass giving Oli the job shows that this isn't about results. Mm. This is about more than results. This is about restoring a club's identity. Mm. And all the United fans I talk to say they can resonate with this team now. He's, you know, transformed it. They're playing that attacking football. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the goals yesterday, we saw that ball from Luke Shaw to Marcus Rashford and mm-hmm. he just got the sandwich out and he dinked the keeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are part of the intricacies that mm-hmm. OGS is teaching um, Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. and I think of course it was the right decision we put a poll out on Twitter the team put out a poll yo really? of course they're playing attacking football yes they are they conceded 20 shots at home yesterday that was as I said earlier more. as I, I said mean, it's all about right? results it's all about results yeah but you're saying that he's brought the football back I can make an argument that this football is similar to Mourinho's football no, but they're, they're getting results they're winning that's what mm-hmm. Louis van Gaal is saying he's just looking for some relevance but let's be honest <laughs> Let's take those results out of the equation. How can we take them out no, of the equation? No, this result Anyone can have a honeymoon the, period, yeah. but eventually the cracks will start to show. And that's mm-hmm. what happened with Mourinho. Mm-hmm. At first, everything was rosy. But when you keep playing a negative style of football at a top team, eventually neg- the cracks will start to so show. So you're saying Oli's mm-hmm. playing negative football? I'm not saying football. He's, he's playing negative football, mm-hmm. but I'm saying in the last few weeks, from what I've seen from mm-hmm. this Man United team, mm-hmm. I don't see much of a difference right now than what I saw under Mourinho. Of course, mm. we know the only it. difference that I'm seeing is that they're winning games. Yeah, they need surgery. That's no. Oli said that. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. What he's done, he's united a club 
he's got the old traditions back. Mm. Attacking football, playing without the handbrake, of restoring the youth. Mm. These are all the things we're seeing that Oli's doing. And he's showing that I believe in the next few seasons, they've given him a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. It's the top two are streets ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So what he needs to do is pick off the other teams. I think United can probably finish third, mm-hmm. you know, because they're in a similar level on ball markers, you know, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So that's his original remit. Then by the end of those three years, he needs to be challenging. And mm-hmm. then on my United, they're going to back him in the um, in the transfer market. Mm-hmm. There's already rumours during the rounds that they want to sign um, Koulibaly, that's a massive massive amount of money and in my opinion they still need a right back because I'm not sure about Diogo mm. Dalo mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been knocking on Steve Parrish's door at Crystal Palace mm. and asking how much he's going to cost mm-hmm. and I also think they need a midfielder in the in the in, in the elk of um, in Dombele mm-hmm. to be honest so they still need a bit of surgery but I believe Oli is the right man for this job at the right time Mm-hmm. I mean, you were talking about United following a process, but I think sometimes a candidate can be so outstanding that you have to give them the role. Mm-hmm. It's like a corporate firm saying, you know what, we're going to interview 10 people for this role. Then after the third person, they say, oh, you know what, this guy's the right fit. Yeah. Don't need yeah. to yeah, but... this interview process. Mm-hmm. And I think Oli blew out his other rivals mm-hmm. and he was rightly handed a three-year raid. Mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. <laughs> nothing's going to change me. It's Pochettino. Mm-hmm. He deserves that job. I know Dej keeps purposely misquoting me. The point that I was making is that you don't up sticks when you're when you're doing a process. You don't change that process. Mm-hmm. What I was trying to say is that if you've identified candidate A or candidate B as mm-hmm. a prime target, you cannot up sticks and move away from that approach because of results. Mm-hmm. But fair play to Oli, he's done a great job mm. and going off results. The Man United board have shown that it's not about results. They lost their last two games before they appointed him. Yeah, but so it's about results. This is this is the this is the time of the season where you're going to start talking about transfers and all of that. So of mm. course you need to come out and make a statement, mm. give the fans some granularity and clarity, mm. and let them know that Oli's going to be at the wheel for three years. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is that no, but I've noticed that. You praise Oli, but it's always backhanded. Oh, it's he's done well, man. but not he's, a good, he's doing a good you, job, but... Okay, then, marry him. I'm <laughs> saying your two Give us your two pence. I'm saying it how it is, and you're saying that I'm giving backhanded compliments. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying that Oli's done a great job, but, mm-hmm. but he's going to need oh, a support yeah. network around him. You get of what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, and whether okay. they need to appoint a director of football, maybe that could be someone internally. I don't think they need to go for a big name. I think they need to, you know, do a subtle appointment. Someone that won't, you know, dominate the, the boardroom. For example, like a Mark Overmars. That's not mm-hmm. a good idea because when results start going well, I mean, if results start going wrong, mm-hmm. they could be saying that, oh, Mark Overmars is applying pressure, you know, that like he's overlooking, um, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. He might want the job, etc., etc. What I think they should do is that I think they should appoint internally. Mm-hmm. And I think they've got an outstanding candidate in um, John Mercer. Mm-hmm. He's been at the club a few years and I think that he can he can be a good candidate mm. just to you know be a figurehead at, when it comes to transfers um, yeah, yeah I agree with yeah. what you said about he needs to surround himself with the right people because obviously we know he's not going to be making the transfers and I think mm-hmm. what makes him such a strong candidate as well is he's ready to embrace the culture of uh, Manchester United yeah, well, of mm-hmm. all the other managers 
like Mourinho, Pochettino, they want to do it their own way. Yeah. Nothing, but this is, I mean, some people call Solskjaer a Fergie clone. And I think he's a bit wise to do that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not convinced about that. No, I think it's wise. <laughs> go, go into a place where you know there's traditions. He sees Ferguson as like a mentor. And mm. I think that's wise. Why not yeah, feed off his knowledge and dip into, you know, his no, wisdom mm-hmm. and no, get yeah. ideas and allow him to say, you know what, I think you should do it this way. Of course. No one is saying that, um, like, he shouldn't look up to Fergie. Mm-hmm. My point is that he needs to break away from that that sort of mindset because you're mm-hmm. your own man now. Mm-hmm. And you need to start stamping your authority on the club. You can't keep calling Alex Ferguson gaffer. Mm. What's wrong with that? It's you respect. Need to, it's a respect, respect thing. but not anymore. You're the manager of Man United. This is what the guy from. It's like mm. he's his mentor. Like he's gonna respect him. Obviously, I think you've you know taken. How can I say like a dis not a disliking, but you look down on Oli. You call him a head boy. It's like <laughs> <laughs> lovely story. Him and uh, Mick Phelan. You know, Solskjaer came to these shores as Cardiff manager. And he got sacked and he got sent back to Norway with his tails between his legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's come back, he's reinvented himself. The same with Mick Phelan. He was a manager at Hull. I like these stories. It shows that you can change, you can develop. Mm-hmm. And he's the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to do well. Whether he can win the league, because that's part of his remit, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. Because Manchester City and Liverpool are a bit ahead of them. Yeah. So he needs to be consolidating himself in top four getting through to the latter stages in the comp- in the cup competitions yeah. and seeing where it takes him. So that's his original remit. But I, I think, think Man United yeah. fans will be looking forward to, you know, a fruitful three years with Oli at the World. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely exciting times for, for Man United. Let me mm-hmm. not, you know, take that away from them. That I'll be doing them a disservice. But I think as Dej kindly pointed out, I think the, the appointment of reintegrating Mick Feeling mm-hmm. back into their camp has been a masterstroke from Oli. He mm-hmm. knows the club. He knows the philosophy. He knows the training methods. And I I, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I kind of get the vibe. It's like a joint management kind of thing mm. where Mick Freeland does a lot of the training work. A lot of the tactics work. In my words, how you want to take them, but I'm not trying to you know, do Oli a disservice. What I'm trying to say is that Mick Phelan, he's so careful in his thinking. Mm-hmm. He's a great man behind the scenes to have mm-hmm. to point you in the right direction. And that's what you want from, from your from your assistant manager. Yeah. You you don't want yes men. You want people that are going to put their two pence in and give you encouragement when you need it. Yeah, I think you guys have pretty much um, answered the next question that I was going to ask, right? Um, which was essentially, what does Oli need to be successful? So the, the feedback that I'm getting from you guys is as long as he's backed in the transfer window, for one, uh, and two, he's got the right framework around him that he can be successful. If they appoint the right people, both on the pitch and, 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 and staff, then, you know, he, he can definitely, you know, do a good job at, at United. Is that, is that fair to say? Yes, I would look at um, his three-year contract. At the end of next season, mm-hmm. he needs to be a firm fixture within the top top four. Mm-hmm. At the end of year two, he needs to be challenging. Mm-hmm. At the end of year three, he needs to try and deliver the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And with this Liverpool and this Manchester City, it's going to be an almighty task. Mm-hmm. So, can he deliver? Time will tell. They're going to back him in the transfer window, but they're going to need to spend an awful lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if 130 million for a centre back, yeah, that's that's I mean, outrageous. It makes that look like a snip. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to pay the price. Like, mm. 
okay, you're number one target, I'm going to get you, I'm getting you out of Napoli. And if they feel that Kulabani is the best centre-back in the market, go out and make a statement. And also another factor for Man United, they need to sort out this Pogba issue as well because he seems to keep flirting mm. from him. <laughs> or you sit down at the end of the season mm. and say, you know what, are you all in or you're out? Mm. And then go from there because all this hissy fitting, going on French international duty and say, you know, Real Madrid is a dream club mm. to play for. I mean, you want committed players and this is one of the problems United fans have yeah. with Pogba as well. Mm-hmm. They think he's a top, top player, but is his heart really in it? Mm. Because they want players that want to wear the shirt. Because Man United, they're arguably the biggest club yeah. in the world mm-hmm. one of them. So mm-hmm. treat it like that. Don't see them as a stepping stone. So Yeah, yeah but not only Pogba, um, I think there's rumours emanating as well that this De Gea contract is here, a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. And PSG are going to do everything in the summer to get him out of there. So those are you can arguably say that they're two best players. So mm. that's Oli's main job for the short term, convincing these players to, to stay. And if he can do that, that would be a massive boost for, for his hopes at Man United mm. because replacing them is going to be a difficult task. Fair play. As well. Yeah, Possibly. exactly that. So they need to add on top of that. Mm. Mm. They don't want to be losing key players. And, and we've seen teams like them. Tottenham and Liverpool do that in the past. Fair play. I'm going to throw some stats at you. 329 games, 228 goals. 375 games, 228 goals. Who are the two players that I'm talking about? Henri. Con Aguero. Henri and Aguero. So obviously, um, you know, uh, City won 2-0 yesterday against um, Fulham. And and Aguero's goal was absolutely out of this world. Yeah. And and, and, and and so with that goal being scored, it, it put him level with Henri in terms of Premier League goals. Yep. Um, and I guess it, it, it's very fitting um, for us now to have this discussion and this debate about who the better player is, given the fact that both of them have an even amount of goals scored in the Premier League. However, Aguero has done it um, in a considerably fewer number of games. So... I, again, I, I can imagine this one is going to be one that definitely divides opinion. Perhaps we could get a poll going on, on Twitter and yeah, get yeah, um, the, 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 the listeners to share their views and, and, and thoughts on it as well. But uh, I want to start it off here. Um, in you guys' opinion, who who is the better player and why? It's a tricky question, but I think it's an easy answer. I'm going to go with Henri. Mm-hmm. Um you, you can make the argument that statistically um, Sergio Aguero is better. Mm-hmm. You can also make the argument that Sergio Aguero is um, a better goal scorer. Mm-hmm. But the question you've asked is who's the better player? Mm-hmm. I have to go with Thierry Henry. I think he's probably the best player to play in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying this is I always say there's three players in the Premier League that I saw do magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Thierry Henry, Cristiano Ronaldo, Luis Suarez mm. all three of them had seasons where they hit a ceiling mm. or hit a level that they that's never been reached in yeah. the yeah and I remember when I when I used to watch Henri it was like men against boys mm. it's like he was playing in a, in a school playground and everyone was like you know his younger brother's age <laughs> 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 yeah 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 and and you know that whole arrogance about him mm-hmm. and the bravado and the demeanor, it just yeah, it's probably the most enjoyable. Just go and watch back on Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
But I don't want to disrespect Aguero because I think he's a great, great player. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's more in-box, you know, like mm-hmm. sharp finishing, sharp turns. But as a complete package, I don't think there's been a better player than Thierry Henry mm-hmm. in the Premier League. My opinion on that is I would have to agree with you. He, he evokes so many memories. I remember mm. one time, maybe 15 years ago when I was a kid, I remember they played Leeds on like a Friday night. I think they won 5 or 6-1. Mm. They were just dismantling defences. <laughs> and also another reason why I say Henri is well, I think back then he was playing against much more sturdier defences. Mm. I think mm. in this generation, we were playing against, um, they're playing against teams that don't know how to defend properly. Mm. And I think back there, Back then, the defences were more watertight, should I say. And yeah, just the bravado, the charisma as well. Mm-hmm. Remember the like, what's up, celebration. Yeah. <laughs> such a character. And, uh, you were jealous yeah, of him. Yeah, like, you, wanted to be, you wanted mm-hmm. to be him. Yeah. Like, in school the next day, you go into the playground, you score a goal, you'll be celebrating like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, character, yeah. the skills. I remember what he'd done to Liverpool one time. Yeah. I think it was running and Carragher was just tripping over. Carragher was in the <laughs> And there was another time, I think someone passed it into him that he dinked up and he shot over Barthez. Mm-hmm. Those are the memories that will never go away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, let's give Aguero his accolades. He's been involved in some pivotal moments. Yes. Remember the goal yes. with QPR, that last minute goal. And mm-hmm. we, we think this is a very good title race. I remember the title race back then. Yeah. The full-time whistle went at Sunderland against United they're all looking around yeah we've won the league the news, yeah. news was just coming in that Aguero scored and what a moment what a moment honestly and Aguero did that mm. he just what legend. we will say what I will say Henri is the better player but Aguero is more efficient he's he might the best scorer yeah he's, he's the more best, efficient. He's the best goal scorer mm-hmm. in the Premier League history yeah, yeah he's more no matter how you want to coin it statistically he's the best goal scorer and obviously he just Even more so than Alan Shearer. Statistically, you can't mm, argue it. Mm. Minsk per goal, a great yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about he's not as bravado as, or as charismatic, maybe because of the language barrier, he mm-hmm. just goes about his business. He just, just churns up these numbers mm-hmm. and he keeps performing. And he's been a great, you know, input to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And we need to enjoy him while he's here because, you know, he's in his 30s now, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, his career is slowly but surely coming towards an end. But. For me, Thierry Henry tips it because my childhood, like, it was obviously I was a Liverpool fan, yeah. But he was like, you, my favorite player yeah, outside yeah. of Liverpool, guilty pleasure, like, I yeah. To be him, <laughs> yeah. Nah, he was a so, yeah. Man. Fair play to, to Grover, though. Like, just as they say, goes about his business and just just scores goal after goal after goal. Mm-hmm. So, we're saying that Henry's the better player, Aguero's the, the efficient and better goal scorer. Who improves the players around them? Or who? More, more so, Omri. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Omri. I think Omri because what I saw as well, he was a leader as well. Mm-hmm. Aguero is just about his game kind of thing. You mm. see him barking out instructions like a Ronaldo or something. But Omri, mm. he could come out of the box. And, come on, boys! He will make sure. It. Yeah, he will make sure you're approaching a game with the same mentality every yeah. game. Yeah, winning yeah. this game. Yeah. and that's the difference. He was a leader as well. And as I a even great saw player. Fabregas come out recently and say, "Ah." Oh, Henri will definitely succeed as a manager. I remember him as a player who used to drill into us, you know, some of the standards that we need to keep. Yeah. And those are the skills. So, so did Gary Neville. Of I course, that's a good gauge. Of course, it did. But yeah, Henri, I think, yeah, he's got so many more attributes that I look for in a player to say that, yeah, Henri shades it. 
Fair play, fair play. Okay, there's a few other topics that I wanted us to to, to touch on before we we wrap up um, this episode. Um, first and foremost, I want to ask: Is uh, Brendan Rodgers a miracle worker? So he's taken over. He's taken. <laughs> he's taken over the world. But they obviously won two uh, 0 against Bournemouth yesterday, which is a very very big result. Um, but it seems, looking at Leicester, they seem so much more confident. They seem like they're playing with 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 the handbrake off. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, you know, they really seem like they're enjoying their 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 um their football. It seems like the team's galvanised. And and <laughs> you know they play attacking, aggressive football, and we're seeing this high octane football. On a weekly basis. Now. Okay, let's put into perspective. Forget he's, who they're he, he started let's, his reign away at Watford. They man. lost. He beat Fulham at home. Any man and their dog can beat Fulham at home. But he <laughs> went away to Burnley. That's See, a tricky game. With this, ten this men, my and they won. He's and at been, home no, against Bournemouth, this, they won. Eddie Howe is like his younger brother. This, this, like, this, is, my, <laughs> Butch, this is my problem with Dej. He's besmirching what Brendan is doing, mm-hmm. and then has a go at me for Ollie. You know, no, no, I'm rating them. I'm saying it's like your argument with our oh, England, this and that. They play Panama and Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Results. It's about results. And no, but it's not. Forget, forget the results. I'm talking about the football that they're playing. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the Leicester team have swagger now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched Leicester yeah. before. They put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. But and, and that's of what Brendan promises. And I said it. I said it that give Brendan time and they'll be the the seventh best team in the league. Mm-hmm. And I see where they are on the table. They're leveled on points in seventh position. Yeah, to be honest, his results have been amazing. To mm-hmm. be Obviously, we're going to be able to judge him next season. Mm-hmm. But I think the players were so out of favour. It's similar to like Mourinho. Like, well, yeah, you're, not, you're not using this, this game yeah. for, for Oli. No, so, so keep no, the same no, energy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, Brendan Rodgers, of course, he's got the results. Yeah. But I think we're going to be able to judge him next season. They've played poor opposition mm-hmm. Bournemouth have they won away from home this season I'm they not have. sure okay so they have Fulham mm-hmm. they're the worst team or second worst mm-hmm. unfortunately for them they've got other <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that Brendan Rodgers he's doing a decent job results wise mm-hmm. but next season is going to be the season where we're able to gauge him mm-hmm. to be honest Leicester were in a perilous position the players down tools Jamie Vardy Mm. Peter Schmeichel was coming out saying the manager's not good this and that when you've got that sort of noise coming out of a club mm. you know it's, it's a toxic healthy. environment yeah, yeah. so obviously Rodgers has come in told everyone they're the best thing since sliced bread and now they want to play again but as I said Brendan this is, Rodgers this is exactly the same situation as Man United but for some reason they have some some sort of you know next season next season <laughs> and, and it's that's not an agenda. I haven't got an agenda against Brendan Rodgers to be honest I haven't got an okay agenda. so if, if we have to judge Brendan next season we have mm. to say the same about Ollie. and you know mm. what Dave? let's make a bet mm. Brendan mm. is going to be very well next season and Ollie is going to struggle so you've got an agenda that? how can you say that? that that's my view mm. okay that's you don't like it. no no let's see let's see what's going to happen but as I said Brendan Rodgers I'm not his biggest fan Obviously, now he's at a club where this is the perfect metric to be able to yeah. engage him. So let's see. It, it's, it's, and it seems as though he's got all the ingredients to be successful at the club. He's got, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he's got young players, good young players who he can really, really, you know, ingrain his. This is it, exactly. And Didi, Damari Gray, like all of these players. That, he's got the tools to stitch together a great mosaic in that team. Mm, they've got, mm, you know, Madison, they've got. Yeah, Chilwell. that's what I'm saying. 
all, all these yes, players, man. It's, it's, it's about time for Leicester. Mm. So where do you think they're going to finish next season? It depends. I want what I want to happen. I want Judge Rodkin to go out and back him, mm. give him all the funds that he needs mm. for him to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see Brendan finish seventh next season. So ahead of all these Wolves, yeah, yeah, all these Southamptons, all these teams. We're talking about uh, Brendan Rodgers having all of these young players um, available to him. Do Leicester manage to keep and uh, hold on to all of their their young, um, you know, promising players? You know? Because Chilwell, of course, has yeah. been linked with a yeah, number of clubs. A tricky one, yeah. yeah, I think there was reports emanating a few weeks ago mm. that um, Chilwell set to sign for Man City. I don't know how true that wow. is. But mm. If that happens, I don't think that's a major loss because I think left back is a position where you can. You yeah, Rogers will go back to sell it, get Tierney. It costs a bit of money. Though. Yeah, yeah, Probably I think what, he will. 20 mil, maybe? 20, 25. Yeah, he used the money you get from Chil- Chilwell to um, reinvest as well, so mm. it's not really. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting whether Rogers gets back. I, I, I do see them spending in excess of around 80 million. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, Rogers wouldn't have taken the job if he didn't have, yeah. He won't be getting money to spend, so I think they're going to back him, and as I said, the title owners are very generous mm. uh, to loosen yeah. those purse strings so mm-hmm. yeah I think it's going to be exciting to watch him because as I said I'm not his greatest fan yeah. but he's a character and he will add something to the um, Premier League let's talk about Everton and Bernard Man Bernard who, who won man of the match um, your thoughts on, 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 on that result and, and is this a, t- a turning point for Marco Silva point. that was a brilliant performance I actually tipped um, West Ham to win that game pretty comfortably Um let me dissect the game. I think West Ham were just parting like like an ocean. They were just <laughs> so open in that game. Mm. But I think I don't know if like you've watched the game, Budge or Dej, but I mean I think Bernard was amazing yesterday. Mm. I think when you're looking at a performance of someone arriving in this league, mm-hmm. go and watch that performance. He was absolutely class, and he ran. Um, West Ham ragged all game mm-hmm. and the thing is with Bernard early on in the season I used to watch him and I see him struggling physically he couldn't do the you know the leg work getting up and down the pitch mm-hmm. but I think this should be a message to Naby Keita mm-hmm. um, I don't want to mention Liverpool all the time but physically they're very similar in their in their appearance yeah. I think got, so Naby Keita is more aggressive yeah but I'm talking more, about in terms of diminutive or in terms mm. of um, height and mm-hmm. you know yeah. body shape, they're, they're very small players, and he's getting up to speed with with the physicality of the Premier League. Mm. And um, the thing is about Bernard is that he's only completed up until yesterday only completed ninety minutes twice, mm-hmm. and that was the third time he completed ninety minutes, and he still looked full of energy mm. in the last phases of the game. So I think you know what. Marco Silva, I'm giving him his accolades. He he deserves some credit because they've been on a real upturn of form. I think it's four clean sheets in their last five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give Marco now, Silva. And when I think of Everton, I think, you know, flaky, conceding silly goals. As they said, they had a chronic set-piece problem. Mm-hmm. Where they... you got to give him his accolades. I mean, football goes round in cycles. Mm-hmm. I remember... The Liverpool game early on in the season proved to be costly and sparked, you know, a downturn in fortune. Mm. And it seems this time around, the Liverpool game has sparked a revival and an upturn. Mm. Because I know after that game, they lost 3-2 away at um, St James's Park when mm-hmm. 
Jordan Pickford self-imploded. But <laughs> since then, you know, they've had good results and he's turned it round and he's showing that he is the right man for the job. But you know what? It's all about getting those results, mm. getting to the summer, regroup, then go again. Mm. Because Everton, they've got some good quality players. Mm. If they add a few more players, then they should be pushing. I know Dot likes to back Brendan Rodgers, but I think <laughs> next season Everton will finish above mm. um, Leicester. So, fair so. play team. A few, a few of their players are on loan, right? So, yeah, Andre Dot Gomez. Is, yeah. So, do, do, they, do they go out and... and, and, and um, can they make some of these... I, I don't know about Zuma, because obviously he's unknown from Chelsea. I don't know if they can make that permanent deal. But players like Andre Gomez, can they, can, can they, um, you know, get him on a, on a, on a permanent basis? Can they, can they go out and, and, and sign him and keep him, do you think, no. off, the, off, off the back of this season? Andre Gomez. Andre Gomez. No disrespect to Everton, but I think he's, he's better than that. Yeah, mm. but I think with Gomez, we've seen that Barcelona's personality type, he doesn't want to be in a big pond. I think Everton might be the perfect uh, uh, environment for him to mm-hmm. harness his abilities where he's under the radar. He doesn't have to perform every week. I, I don't think so. The thing is about Barcelona, we've seen so many good players go there and struggle. Mm-hmm. So I what's mean, his level? What do you think? Tottenham? What, what team? Sorry, sorry, Nick. I think just quickly before I go back to that, I think Arda Turan was a brilliant player and he yeah. struggled at Barcelona. Yeah. Felipe Coutinho. Oh, the Turan was at the end. He's at like 28, 29. It was physically he was done. In, he was in his prime. Yeah, but it was physically when, when done. When they made that signing, I was like, wow, that was a wild signing mm. to me. But I think his level is top six. But as Dev said, has he got that consistency in his game? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an interesting debate. Yeah. Personally. I think Tottenham should... He, he reminds me he's a similar type of player to Dembele and I think Tottenham have really missed that kind of player yeah. to get the ball and drive in the middle. Um, I know Sissoko has done a great job but you always see him as like a stop gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that actual... Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Fair play. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know, unfortunately, this weekend uh, finally sealed the fate of, of Huddersfield. Um, and they're obviously officially gone, soon to be joined by Fulham as well. It's only a matter of time. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you guys who you feel um, are most likely to complete the, uh, the triumvirate um, in, in, in the teams that are going to go down. Um, you've got, obviously got uh, teams in and around that area. You've got Cardiff, you've got Burnley, you've got Southampton, you've got Brighton. Um, in, in your opinion, uh, guys, who, who do you think are, are going to be the third team to, to go down? Yeah, just, just thinking about it, man, it makes me weep internally and it also starts to make me weep externally. I think, unfortunately, Cardiff are going to be the final team mm. to get relegated. And it's, it's really sad because you almost feel they deserve to stay up. Mm-hmm. after the season they've been through mm-hmm. yeah but it's just it's going to be so sad to see them go down but as we said earlier let's give Neil Warnock credit he's a fighter he's a warrior and he's done a great job at Cardiff mm-hmm. even if they won today I would have still said Cardiff will go down I just think they're lacking the quality mm-hmm. especially with that tragic loss of Emiliano Sano mm-hmm. losing your skipper your main man mm-hmm. your man mountain mm-hmm. so bamba it's like everything's conspiring against them mm-hmm. you know and as I said <laughs> Wait, you know that bamba is not the captain who's the captain he's not you know so who's he's not the their captain? captain he's not their actual captain he was the captain really? before they um, before he got injured really yeah he was the okay. captain <laughs> yeah, but as I was saying, um, yeah, it'll be it's going to be sad to see them go. It reminds me of, as I said, the mm. Bolton when mm. Carlos Moamba. You just those kind of events, like, yeah. Put football into perspective. 
and it just like takes the will and the, the wind out of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I say? And yeah, I think they they're gonna complete the trio, and you know that's gonna be the bottom half of the table still. But mm-hmm. I oh, just no, want to look. So, sorry, then, sorry. I think as they said about the salad loss, it's, it's really tragic. Well, like, I don't want to be harsh on Umanias, but he works his hardest. He runs mm-hmm. the channels. He, he goes in for every tackle but he's just missing the quality mm. you know what I'll say about Uman yes you don't want to play with him but you don't want to play against him yeah because <laughs> you're playing with him yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know what he's going to do <laughs> and if you're playing against so him he says that Aspilicueta he got done yeah, he, yeah, got, yeah. He, had to, <laughs> he, he got he took a foul yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he didn't know what to do so he's one but of those players he's yeah, like he's, a he's a riddle you mm. don't have to figure him out so mm. Mm. So, so yeah, but yeah. I just want to like have a little overview about the other relegation candidates. Yeah, yeah. I think Sean Dyche has done a terrific job to get things back on track at Burnley, mm-hmm. getting the win against Wolves yesterday. That was big accolades mm-hmm. to him. That was a big, big win. Mm-hmm. That was a potential banana skin. Mm-hmm. I think Crystal Palace, obviously beating um, Huddersfield, they had many, many chances to put the game beyond Huddersfield, but... You know, Wolves are hard with some chances, Batshuayi's mm, chances, Mountain. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But they got the win again. Sure and Southampton as well, going away to Brighton. And mm-hmm. Ralph Hasanato, I'm a big fan of his. Mm. You know, he's getting the tune out of Nathan Redmond. Redmond's now decisive in his actions mm-hmm. and he provided a good assist to Pierre Emerick. Um, Hoiberg. Hoiberg, yeah. So, I mean, all those results have concerned. Ward Prowse performing well as well yeah, recently. Yeah, he's getting the tune yeah. out of the English base. So, all those results have really you know, left it near on impossible for Cardiff to stay up. Mm. I'm looking at their fixtures, they've got City away next. I mean, that's Man, the, yeah. pick a game out of the calendar that you don't want to play. It's <laughs> going to be City away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be, yeah. especially after today's events where they feel aggrieved and rightly so. Mm. So that's going to, yeah, it's no, it's, it's going to be tough for them to stay up. And I think, yeah, that that's a lot for the I bottom think, half of the table. I think just, Going back to quickly, just I want to make a point on the Wolves game. I think um, next season, I think Nuno needs to improve on playing the the teams that are below them in the league. Mm. Um, I mean, Huddersfield done the double against them. That's six <laughs> points. <laughs> um, I think for them for them to take the step to the next level, they need to somehow find a, a solution to beat these smaller teams mm. consistently. Yeah, I would agree with that. As you said, you know, Huddersfield got their six of fourteen <laughs> points against mm. Wolves, mm. and these are games you should be, you know, doing better in. But Nuno's whole philosophy is without the ball. We're yeah. going to stay rigid. Mm. So when you're now facing a team mm. like a Burnley or Huddersfield, they say, you know what, you yeah. take a good break. They don't have that. Yeah, they've got the technicians. Mm. It's, just, it's, it's the way they're set up. They mm. don't. They don't create those patterns that intricately break down a team. Mm-hmm. They're more, you know what, counter-attack, boom, let's spring. Yeah, 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 definitely. I would agree with that. But yeah, I think the Premier League table is virtually done. And mm. also, I think Brighton, they're the they should, yeah, they're the tricky one, but I think they should have enough. I mean, Duffy and Dunk at the back. <laughs> You know, Glenn Murray still knows how to churn on yeah, yeah, yeah. He's honestly, he's, he's still, still think, banging them in. I think they're going to need some points. <laughs> they're going to need some points. They're not entirely out of the woods yet. They, they need to get a few more wins. That mm. game against Southampton was a six-pointer. Yeah. Especially at home. Brighton don't really lose at home. Mm. Only against the big team. So that was a bit of an eye-opener. Mm. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. But again, I think... 
Cardiff, they don't have the quality to win games. Yeah. Mm. They're going to fight, they're going to be scrappy. But it's just not going to be Ultimately, enough. results are the currency that you're judged on mm. at this time of the season. And, yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. It's squeaky bum time, isn't it? Up. It's uh, the but, business end of the season. Mm-hmm. But quickly, I think Southampton are going to explode next season. Yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be they're going to be an amazing team next season. I think the way Ralph Hassan Hotswell has drilled these boys in such a short period of time, I think if he gets a preseason, he's going to implement his philosophy and his methods on that team. And you're going to see a Southampton team finishing in the top 10 next season. Is that even without being backed in a transfer window? Or, or in order for, hi, for him to explode and, and for them to explode, do they also need investment in the summer? Of course, everyone needs investment. Mm. We've seen with Tottenham, they've hit a plateau. Mm-hmm. You need to keep improving. And I think if Southampton back him in the market, I feel that he can get them top 10 next season. Yeah, they're already being linked with the Leipzig forward um, John Paul Augustine mm-hmm. as well, and this is a player that he's worked with at Leipzig. So apparently, mm. he wants to spend big money and bring him in. So I think what he's shown for me is that you can trust him with money because mm. of his development, what he's done with the yeah. players that mm-hmm. he already has, mm-hmm. he's coached them, he's improved them. So he's shown to the hierarchy that you know what I can coach players. Yeah, back me, then I can turn this you know, water into wine. Mm. So, you know, he's, he's accumulated the, the goodwill yeah, everyone in that camp. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting times for Southampton. Fair play. All right, cool, man. Um, and I just want to uh, wrap things up now, just uh, as always, conscious of time. Um, um, so let's let's wrap it up with, you know, your, your prospects of the week. We, like, we love our little segment now. Um, mm-hmm. who, who do you well, guys just, feel... Just, I had um, a couple, you know, people coming back to me and saying, what do you guys mean by prospect of the week? Okay. You know, we've got a lot of first-time listeners, so yes. just if you can give like an overview of what that is. Absolutely fine. So, do you know, I can't even remember how we coined this this, 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 <laughs> this term in, uh, initially, but a pro- the prospect of the week is not a good thing. I repeat, prospect <laughs> of the week is not a good thing. The prospect of the week is... Um, uh, an experienced player who you know is a seasoned professional, been playing in the Premier League or at the top level for a long time, but is or played that particular week as though they're a prospect, you know, uh, as if it's their first game, their their, their debut, you know, making mistakes, doing uh, creating errors, all of that sort of stuff, right? So that is what a prospect of the week is. Um, so in, in, in recent weeks, we've had Marcos Alonso. We've even had managers being, <laughs> being, 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 um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I so I want to, I want to know, there's, you know, from your, your lot's opinion, what, who was the prospect of the week, uh, this weekend? Who wants to go first? My candidate was making his living at Anfield this week <laughs> and he was mounting the goalpost at Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Hugo Lloris. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the first goal, I think it was a lovely ball from Robertson, but mm-hmm. his position in the head was <laughs> direct at him. And he, he managed to yeah. <laughs> <He was> <diving. laughs> like, make it look like a superb effort. And also for the late winner as well. I mean, the header from Salah yeah. was meant to be food and drink mm-hmm. for a goalkeeper of his calibre, but somehow he managed to spill it. Then it fell off Toby um, Alderweireld, and I think Alderweireld thought Lloris was going to get it. Then the ball went in. So I think you know what they call this squeaky bum time, and his bum went. <laughs> yes, that I don't rate Lloris. Selling mm-hmm. for years. Huh? 
how many years now then? Do you Maybe tell me? five, six, seven years. You said wow, long wow that long. Mistake prone goalkeeper, mm. but it was just the media, darling. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my prospect of the week was playing at the London Stadium. <laughs> And I'm gonna have to go with Arnautovic. Ooh. I think. Oh wow, that's an interesting one. I think ever since he, he got linked with the move, you know, to China, mm-hmm. I think his game is really unravelled. I haven't been impressed by him. Mm. He seems like he's like he doesn't want to be here. It seems like he's lacking confidence. He signed a new contract recently as well. Just to know? get more money for him mm-hmm. in the summer. Contracts don't mean anything anymore, Dage. Mm-hmm. It just puts value to your valuation. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him walking. Just, you know, he's got that body language where he looks disengaged. Um, yeah, he's always been that sort of character. I remember when Jose Mourinho worked with him at Inter Milan, he pointed these things out that Marco is a bit of a man child. Mm. And we're starting to see those, um, those signs as well, and those dark, dark traces. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. As you rightly said, since he was linked with a move to China. I think he's- yeah. Probably scored one goal. I mm-hmm. think he scored one goal, but yeah, it wasn't his day. He got subbed off in the end, and it was it was a pretty terrible performance. He looked really inept. Mm-hmm. And he's the sort of character. If it's not going right for him, he can spread that energy yeah, amongst them. Yeah, and that's, well. that's what Stan Collymore has been saying for mm-hmm. weeks that mm-hmm. he's the biggest problem at West Ham. He feels mm-hmm. that you know his negative energy around the changing room can influence other players around him. Mm-hmm. So Pellegrini's got a bit of a riddle to solve because West Ham, they were doing well, they were going okay. And now the season seems to have hit a bit of a plateau. Mm-hmm. You know, they, beat, they beat Huddersfield in their life and death. <laughs> <laughs> now losing at home. So they're a bit of a hit and miss team. And they're mm. a sort of team that you expect to finish around 8th or 9th. Yeah. And now they're, what, 11th, 12th. It's going to be interesting to see how that power dynamic develops in the summer if Arnautovic stays or or goes because I'm sure Pellegrini rates him mm. but you may be better off cashing in and, and you know rebuilding the squad with that money that you get from him yeah yeah I, th- I think it, it certainly doesn't help the fact that um, his brother is his agent you know so of course they have a much closer relationship and I'm sure it's a, it was a big money move so his brother was probably in his ear talking you know let me slice me off <laughs> In his dream to play in China. <laughs> what he really meant is he wanted to go to China and fill up his pockets and That's get that money. <laughs> and there's been a few. I'm just. I can't. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head how many players have left the Premier League to go to China. I know we, Oscar. there's Oscar from from Chelsea. You have uh, Pella Ramirez, from Ramirez so from Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Ooh, did he... A lot. A lot yeah, of players have gone to China. Now. This, yeah. pockets. I think old John Obi Mikel went there, but now he's at Middlesbrough. So oh wow! Yeah, yeah, as well. yeah. yeah, so. yeah, and it seemed as though oh, typically, yeah, typically, typically people they, they they go there for a few seasons, fill their pockets, and and <laughs> and, 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 and work their way back to Europe. Yeah. That's, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, unfortunately, listeners, that's that's all we've got time for. Really? It, like yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. It really did feel like it went really, really quickly. I think we've been going for about an hour and, and ten, hour and fifteen. Wow. Um, yeah. So, wow. so uh, unfortunately, we've we've come to an end. I just want to uh, give you guys the heads up. I can't let too much out 
at the moment but we have something enormous coming for you guys next week so stay tuned please make sure you follow it and share it and share um and and next week's episode is one you certainly don't want to miss it's going to be a bit different um and and you'll 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 see why in, in in due time so thank you for listening to this point uh you you've listened to the beautiful game podcast and we'll be back next week Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.